A barbershop bathhouse stood opposite the saloon. North of it rose a large stone bank building. South, a narrow, false-fronted adobe with the words Esteros Creek Gazette painted in green on a shingle. He nudged his horse forward in the easy manner of a man accustomed to saddle life, past an adobe eatery and a clapboard general store. A narrow alleyway ran down to the river. Across the alley was the sheriff's office. The town continued on in the shape of unidentifiable adobes and tender dry wooden shops, trailing out eventually to more red dust. The Montgomery Hotel across from the sheriff's office reminded him vaguely of the Olive Hotel as he angled his horse toward it. Without warning, a black carriage turned a corner and cut across his path, its bright yellow-spoked wheels throwing up a spray of dust. His horse reared back and spun away. At the reins, an old man glanced up from beneath the brim of a wide hat and heaved back at the pair of matched chestnuts. "'Sorry, mister,' the old-timer said as the carriage rolled past. "'Didn't see you coming up.' Langley calmed his horse and took appreciative note of the girl sitting next to the old man. Her dark eyes flashed critically at him from above the high cheekbones. Her smooth skin was the color of bronze, and a long, thick braid of black hair trailed down her straight back from beneath the frilly brim of a white sunbonnet. She wore a blue dress with ruffles around the high neck and short sleeves puffed up at the shoulders. She studied him briefly but thoroughly in that moment when their eyes met, and Langley knew she was reading the signs, the crusty growth of a beard the dusty corduroy vest that had seen too many nights in a bedroll, signs that spoke of a man who comes and goes as the spirit moves him, a man best avoided. Then she turned away and adjusted the bonnet upon her head. Langley nosed his horse into the rail in front of the Montgomery Hotel and dismounted. Through the curve of his saddle he watched the carriage move up the street and disappear around a corner. A mighty fancy rig for this part of the country, he thought, dismissing the incident. He untied the saddlebags and slid his Winchester from its scabbard. The hot air inside the hotel bore the musty weight of stale cigar smoke and creosote. He dropped the rifle and saddlebags on the desk and slapped the bell. A tattered sofa atop a threadbare carpet faced the plate glass windows. Along the back wall, a staircase climbed to a dimly lit hallway. A tall floor clock stood silently alongside the chairs, its pendulum motionless. Time suspended at a quarter past three. Langley checked the Elgin watch in his pocket. Six o'clock, and the oppressive desert heat was still nearly too much for a man used to more northern ranges to endure. He rang the bell again. "'Yes, yes. Can I help you?' the man said, coming in from a back door, brushing chicken feathers from the sleeve of his black coat. He squeezed behind the desk and smiled widely, wiping his hands upon his pants. He was a jovial fellow with a bright, full face, red cheeks, and a bald head that seemed too pale to belong to someone from New Mexico. He widened green eyes that rolled around as if not firmly fixed in their sockets. A room, Langley said, and wrote a name in the register that still flowed awkwardly beneath the pen. 
The clerk pressed a blotter to the fresh ink. Will you be staying with us very long, Mr. Bracken? Bracken. Thomas Bracken. The name had a foreign ring to it. One more item that would take some time getting used to. A few days, maybe longer. Business? Oh, I don't mean to be inquisitive. It's just that we have so few visitors come to Asteros Creek. His face flushed. Perhaps if I find a nice friendly place, I might settle down for a while, he said truthfully. Green eyes widened even more. Well, Mr. Bracken, Esteros Creek is a nice little town, a good place to raise a family. You have a family? No. We're a growing town, the desk clerk tried again. There's even talk of a railroad coming through in a couple years.